Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I would like to welcome you back to this week's episode of the program where we will continue our interview with our guest, William Haddix of the Central Ohio UFO Reporting Center, where Mr. Haddix was just about to share with us two of his personal paranormal experiences. So folks, sit back, relax, and enjoy the conclusion of this insightful interview. Uh, yeah, these are definitely some uh, interesting stories just to hear, but yeah, try to imagine going through it. <laughs> uh, I was uh, 15 at the time for the first story here, and me and a friend of mine uh, decided we wanted to go out to the lake, which is about three miles from my house. It's a Hargis Lake, A&W Marion State Park. And we, we were going to walk around the lake. It's about five miles or so. Uh, we've done it hundreds of times, I'm sure, over the years. I mean, we knew every stick and rock in the whole place when grew up out there. Well, like I said, we were just messing around. It was summertime, really hot. And as kids, you know, you don't really think about, well, I better save some of the water I've got for later. I might get thirsty later. No, we drank everything pretty much right away. So <laughs> we're out there, we cross the dam, and you get clear across it, and that's when it actually starts on the, the five-mile trail. So you start, you take a left, and you're walking through the woods and on the path and all that, just whatever, nothing out of the ordinary. Well, you go not too far, I would say half-mile, maybe, if that far, and the path cuts through a farm yeah. not very much of it just maybe a couple hundred yards into the farm but right off the trail i mean maybe 50 feet if that there's a farmhouse been there forever just a little little tiny house nothing fancy something like you might see in an old uh civil war painting or something what it kind of reminded me of a little two-story but just really small and I had been by it, like I said, tons of times. Never really paid any attention to it. It was just there. No different than looking at a tree or something. Always there. Well, that particular day, we decided to stop right there. We was just across from it, still on the path, underneath this big oak tree, just kind of getting out of the sun. And we're both talking, thinking, man, we'd like to have something to drink. You know, pretty thirsty. But, of course, nothing out there. So we're just standing there, like I said, talking. And all of a sudden, this woman comes out of the house. I really can't describe her any more than saying like your grandma, like Aunt B, you know, off of Andy Griffith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She comes out and uh, asks us what our trouble was, what was wrong. And we're like, well, we're just thirsty, you know, but that was all. So she told us to wait a minute, goes back in the house, 
I don't know how much time passed. Couldn't have been maybe five minutes or so. And she comes back out with these two tall glasses, real heavy, like, I wouldn't say leaded crystal, but very heavy glasses. I collect antique glass, but very just heavy, tall glasses, full lemonade. She goes back in. Well, we're standing there kind of looking at each other like, well, that was kind of strange, but, you know, cool. You know, we got something to drink anyway. So we sat there and drank them. And we talked for a second. We're like, ah, we better leave her alone. You know, it's pretty hot out here and stuff. She don't need to be out here, older lady. So we set them down in front of her front door, just kind of said thanks, just kind of waved at the house more or less, and walked on. And we didn't really say much more about it after that. It was just, it kind of struck us as a little odd that well, we figure, well, you know, maybe she just doesn't stay there all the time or who knows. So just after that, really never gave it much more of a thought. Well, about a month, month and a half or so went by. We were back out there, same spot again. And I saw a guy that was working the uh, farm, working on a tractor or something. And I hollered at him and he come over and he said, yeah, can I help you? I said, yeah, I got a question. He says, yeah. I said, that house right there, little house. I said, we were out here, you know, about a month or so ago. And uh, the lady that we uh, spoke with there, uh, we wanted to thank her, but we didn't. And we felt kind of bad about the whole scenario. And he's looking at us like, what are you talking about? I said, the little old lady that gave us the lemonade. Uh, we wanted to tell her thanks. We felt kind of guilty. That guy looked at us. And said, I don't know what to tell you, boys, but the woman you described, she died 50 years before you boys were here. Ain't nobody lived in that house since. It's empty. Oh, my goodness. So, years later, uh, I had, uh, it's probably been within the last 10 years now, I was kind of. I think I had told the story one night on another podcast on a Halloween show or something. I, and it got me thinking about it. So I'd done what little research I could and found out that 50 years prior to that was the same year that that area out there, which would have been her farm, the state bought it and flooded it and turned it into a lake. It used to be a cornfield. So I don't know if there's anything to that whole part of it or not, but they say paranormal things can happen, you know, around heightened activity in that person's life. And that would have definitely been a big thing of her life, whether it would have been happy or maybe not so happy. Yeah. How, depending on how much they might have paid her. <laughs> so, so, so the guy, so the guy just says, I don't know what to tell you. It yep. turns and walks away. Exactly. Because I found <laughs> out that the people that run that farm don't own it. The owners are actually up in Columbus, but I've never been able to get in contact with them. Holy moly. Yeah. So, and and I kind of, you know, I kind of told you about the story that I experienced where, you know, I actually thought there was a, you know, I just thought there was a little girl there and, you know, she nodded at me and smiled and I went about my business and then a couple minutes later, I'm like, you know, asking the, the lady in the in the office with me, hey, where's your daughter? And they're like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> so it's one of those deals where if you if you didn't ask, you, you'd have never you'd have went the rest of your life thinking some lady came out and gave you lemonade. Exactly. And I also yeah. found out 
too, that during that same time period, the 50 years prior that the guy had told us, mm -hmm. that in this uh, region of the country in the summer, lemonade was the common drink to offer a guest. Like now you might ask yeah. somebody for a cup of coffee. Yeah. Well, at that time, <laughs> lemonade was the thing because people like to show off the bounty of whatever they were growing, you know, around them. <sighs> so that would have been the reason for it being lemonade versus something else. And, and if you'd have been put on the stand at trial, you'd have said, yeah, that was an old lady that came out. And exactly. Gave there was not, that's why I don't have a lot of detail about her. There was no reason to pay attention. It seemed as normal as your own grandma handing you something or, you know, whatever. And you definitely, there was definitely lemonade. Lemonade. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and the glasses were cold? I mean, like, it was cold yeah. lemonade? Ice cold. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Which... It's something I never even thought about until just now when you mentioned about the cold glasses. There was no way in that house for any refrigeration. There was no electric to it. Oh, my I never, goodness. I never thought of that until just this moment. Oh, my. There's never been any electric. They are refurbishing the house right now. Somebody is. Oh, boy. Well, good luck to them with that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the Okay. That go. is a great story. That really is. I, I'm telling you, that's one of the best ones I've ever heard. Yeah, right yeah, there. definitely. Uh, so so go ahead and uh, go ahead and, and let everybody hear the others the other story. These have got to be like guardian angels or something. I don't know, but it's the best way I can describe it. Or but, just somebody screwing with you. I mean either way. I don't <laughs> The second one, though, uh, was in 2005. I was in uh, just outside of Norfolk, Virginia. It was Newport News, actually, right by the shipyard. Uh, <clears throat> I was staying with some friends and stuff, and we got separated somehow or another. So I'm kind of by myself. Not a dime to my name. And at that time, anyway, you could ride the city bus anywhere within about a 15-mile radius for $1.50. And I might have had no money. So I walked into the bus terminal because it's not the best neighborhood down there, to say the least. And I'm standing there thinking, you know, what am I going to do? So I was just kind of looking at the pamphlets they had on the wall and whatnot and saw the lady that was working the ticket counter. I probably was, I don't know, five, maybe ten feet at most away from her. And this guy comes in. So I turned around, just you know, hear somebody walking in. You're going to turn around and look. And he comes up and he comes up to me and we start talking. He's uh looks like your typical homeless person, like right out of a movie or something, you know, dirty brown, ragged clothes, and a lot taller than me. I'm only five four. This guy had to be about six foot. So the lady at the ticket counter could have easily saw him over top of me. So we're talking and uh he asked me, he says, What seems to be your trouble? I said, Well, I said I need to get back where I'm staying, but I'm broke. So he gets in his pocket and he says, here, and he tries to hand me a dollar fifty. And I said, no. I said, I can't take your money. And he says, look, he says, this dollar fifty will get you out of your situation, right? I said, yeah. He said, whether I have it or I don't, tomorrow I'm going to be in the same situation. Mine will not change. Take it. So I took it. I turned around, walked a couple steps or so to the ticket counter. Like I said, I wasn't that far from her. 
hand her the money. She gives me the little bus card, and I turn back around. The guy's gone. So I look back at her, and I said, well, where was that? Where did he go? And she's looking at me all weird. And I was like, that gentleman I was talking to just a minute ago, she said, sir, you're the only person who's been here all night. I thought you was on the phone or something. I didn't even have a cell phone with me. She said, I thought you was talking to somebody on the phone or something. She said, there's been nobody here. Oh, my I saw, goodness. So I asked her real quick. I said, how long till the bus gets here? She said, oh, about 10 minutes or so. I said, all right. So I ran outside, looked up and down the street, ran across to the 7-Eleven and asked the lady that was working there if they had seen anybody. That guy was nowhere to be seen. Gone. And I've always wondered after the fact, uh, I always wondered like at the end of the night when she had to count her drawer, was that money still there? Or what was the dates on that money? Yes, that's what I was just thinking too. What would be the dates on that money? Was it new money or what? Yeah, I, I don't know. Oh my goodness! Because the core—I mean, I've collected coins over the years, gold, silver, that kind of thing—and uh, quarters, you know, didn't seem anything out of the ordinary. The dollar bill was crumpled up, so I didn't try to unfold it or anything. I just handed it to her, and. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know when the bus was going to be there or anything. So I wanted to make sure I had a ticket to jump on it when it did show up. So right. I just handed it the money the way it was handed to me. Right. Oh After, man. I often wondered about that. I'm like, man, I wish I could have checked that. But so yeah, my experiences have been positive. See, see, I think I think you're missing. I think you're missing the boat here. Okay, I think you need to go and maybe start investigating ghosts because <laughs> because you're two for two, man. You're two for two. Holy smokes! I'm sure I, I'm sure Jerry can uh, use him on the investigative team. Okay. Do you want him? Do you do you really want him on your investigative team? He's going to ruin it because he's going to be he's going to see something right away and, and just think it's a guy. Now I have had I have had a UFO experience at one point as well. So okay, okay, so so I can tell go, us that. Okay, this was actually at the same lake where the lemonade lady uh, happened at. Uh, of course, after the fact, but this was in two thousand. Uh, let's see, I want to say about two thousand six or so. Uh, me and my mom and dad had a dog with us. We went out to the lake to watch the lunar eclipse. And there was other people out there, too, even though none of them would ever talk to me about this object. But anyhow, we were in the car watching the, waiting for the eclipse to start, and I saw this uh, fireball, best I can describe it, up in the sky, bright orange, uh, almost like, you know, some of those pictures of the sun you see from NASA. Mm-hmm. That real this was about the size of, I'd say a basketball if you held it up. I mean, it was large. And you know how you'll see a plane or something fly toward the moon, and it looks like it's going to hit it, but when it gets close enough, you can tell the plane's a lot lower. Well, yeah. in this in this case, the object actually covered part of the moon and then went backwards. What? And it does that a couple times. And uh, when the object first appeared, I should back up a second, I had a cell phone. It was at one of those Nokia 3310s, them indestructible phones. And uh, 
it wouldn't work here though. I bought it actually in Virginia, never had it activated. We didn't have AT&T here at the time for cell phone service. So there was no way for it to work whatsoever. Well, as this object got in front of us, directly in front when it was blocking out part of the moon, my phone got a full signal on it and I was able to call my grandma. I talked to her for five minutes until the phone got so hot I had to drop it. Oh my goodness. So this object, I, I couldn't even begin to say how fast it was going. Not not real fast, not really any faster than a standard airplane, I guess. And every 100, 200 yards that it would get away from me, which would be toward my right, actually headed directly toward the Lemonade Lady's house, <laughs> that same area, I would lose a bar of signal on that phone. Well, eventually, the object's out of sight. The phone's completely no signal, no more. All the dice lights came on in mom's car. We watched the, the eclipse and all that and go home. And I had even asked people that was beside us uh, with their cameras that were trying to take pictures of the eclipse and stuff. And they all denied ever seeing anything. They didn't want to talk. So, I don't know. A little while, a couple months went by or so. And we were down in uh, Chillicothe, me and dad was. And I saw where they had opened an AT&T uh, cell phone store down there i think it's still there so i took the phone in there and the guy plugs it into their computer thing he was going to check the internal specs or whatever and he says uh where did you get this i said well i bought it from an at&t store down in virginia he said uh there's a problem and i'm thinking to myself well what's the problem he said there's nothing in this phone it's empty he said, it looks like a display model to me. I couldn't activate it if I wanted to. There's nothing in it. It's white. Whoa. Oh, my so, God. Oh I wish man. I still had the phone. I lost it when I moved it. I wish I still had it. But he said everything was completely gone. The only thing I ever did with it was played a couple games on it, like Snake and whatever else it had. But he <laughs> said if there was no way possible to activate it, he said the whole internals of it was gone. Uh, I don't know what to really make of that, but that was the only real, like, crazy UFO thing that I had ever experienced. I did have a strange, uh, I don't even know what you got. I've actually put it on my website as well. Uh, back, let's see, right before Christmas, a buddy of mine come over, and we were talking out in the driveway. And I had, I was facing the street, and he had his back to the street, and there was some very light clouds and there was an object about a hundred foot up best estimate I could gather. And it looked the same as if you ever saw any military footage of like the helicopters where they're shooting uh, missiles and rockets down toward the ground at like a 45 degree angle. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. it was kind of like that, except the light was not what I would call fire. That's a question I always ask people when they mention light. Is it like fire type of light or light like man-made, like something that would be out of a car headlight, flashlight, that kind of a light? Okay. Power source. And that's what it looked like, what I saw. But it was extremely bright, though. Brighter than any light I had seen. It only lasted about a second and disappeared. So that was definitely odd. And there was no aircraft nowhere in the area at that time. Well, that, well that's all I was going to ask. Did you ever, like go back and try to piece together and investigate that uh, experience you had with your mom and dad? There. I, I couldn't because 
the flight radars and stuff that I got access to, they won't go that far back. Oh, boy. Okay. They only go back, I believe it's about a year. So, wow. So mm-hmm. I'm real no way to, to know. But my area, though, definitely is a hot spot because about seven miles north of me, there's a road, and it's called Haggerty Road. It's right outside of Asheville. And that's the most active spot in the whole entire state for UFO reports since they have been cataloged since the 70s. Now, now, now do you think it's because you guys are relatively um, close to some military air bases that's, there? That's my thought. That's, but also, though, the first uh, reported, you know, what you would say close encounter happened, you know, less than 10 miles from me. And it was actually a police officer, uh, Bruce Stevenson. Uh, he had a, uh, a hog farm, and a UFO hovered right above his hog barn. And uh, according to the report, lit up the whole inside of the barn bright blue. I guess it really affected a lot of his animals. So there's a what? lot of activity. Uh, the movie that was out years back, uh, Close Encounter, the third kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. That, that's a Ohio based from uh, northern Ohio where uh, Portage County the cops actually chased a uh, oh yeah yeah oak here to Pennsylvania well I I often wondered if um, you know if, if if we are being visited by uh, you know intelligent life from other galaxies or uh, other planets or whatever however you want to put it I mean they're probably if they're checking us out, they're going to check out some of the stuff they can relate to, and that would be our aircraft and our ability to to travel uh, in space too. So where were they going to go? They're going to go to uh, you know Area Fifty One, Wright Patterson, whatever other belt. I mean, it always stands a reason they're going to check out what we can do. I mean, that's what we would do if we were going to visit wherever they came from. My my thought was always this, you know, anything, no matter what it is, if it has a conscience, a conscient mind, you know, like an animal or us or anything, everything is curious. Yep. And that's the reason we go on a lot of vacations. Yeah. Like take trips, and travel around the country or go see other countries and cultures because we're curious. If we had the technology to go to another planet, you know, like Mars, if we had the technology... People would go because we're curious. Wonder what it's like on Mars. Oh, or, no doubt, no doubt. Or any other place you want to pick. So maybe it's nothing more than that. Maybe they don't have an agenda. Maybe they're just genuinely curious. And how many places? And I know we've all done it that we visited as a kid. And then when you get a little older, you go back and revisit it just because you want to see how it changed. Like I oh, wonder yeah. about no, this location since I was here. You know, 20 years ago. Yep. There's a lot of places like that. Here's my take on it. I think that if we're being visited, we have been visited for a long time. I mean, I don't think this is a new phenomenon, something that's happened over the past uh, 50, 60 years. I think they've been here for a long time. I agree. It's just now with technology, and even with the technology back, even, you know, like during the Roswell crash back in the 40s right news still traveled a lot faster back then than it would have 
you know, in ancient Egypt or yes, exactly. You know, back in those days, it could have took forever to get any word spread. Well, well, let's let's be honest, guys. If, if intelligent life is visiting us on any given day, they could probably just be extremely disappointed in what they're what they're finding and saying. We'll come back in another five or ten years and see if these if these guys have straightened up, you know, because. Can you can you imagine from the outside looking in at some of the crazy stuff that goes on in our world that they I mean they might just say hey let leave these guys alone we don't we don't want to be infected by whatever these guys whatever these people are are suffering well, from they've seen what we've done with this place I yeah. think we want to do anything in their power to keep us from getting to wherever they're at that's right. probably that's probably a I'll very good up. point. You know, y'all screwed up your place. Don't come mess with <laughs> Yeah, I like to uh, start like a a Star Trek Prime directive or something. You guys aren't ready to go amongst the stars yet. We're going to keep you here. <laughs> I, I think I, you know. I can't really think of anything that they would that we would have that a civilization that advanced would need or want. No. I would think pro- it would be minerals. I would think it would be the minerals that are within this planet. Something that they may have had and, and on their world, but maybe running out of or uh, can't synthesize. So they want to get some original minerals that were formed so that they can try to solve some kind of problem they're having. You never know. You never know. Something well, like I, that. I, I think they probably really enjoyed professional football for the first 30, 40 years of it in the last five years. You know, we screwed that up so bad. Oh, you ain't can't even enjoy. Oh, you're not. They can't even enjoy. Yeah, I don't even want to get into uh, that conversation. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, um, William, speaking of people that are curious, if anybody's curious about, um, you know, checking out your Facebook page, your website, listening to you on uh, the podcast that you're a regular guest on. You want to let everybody know how they can uh, find you and listen to you. If they want to check out some more stuff or if they want to report something. Yeah, my website is Central Ohio UFO Reporting Center dot and it's US. Now, I went with dot US because that cost me 88 cents and dot com. They wanted almost 100 bucks. I went cheap. (laughs) 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 But. If you scroll down to the very bottom of my homepage, it'll have the links for uh, Facebook and the YouTube channel. And so you can find out everything that way. Uh, Also on the homepage is the link at the top to where you can report a UFO or any other strange anomaly. If you just want to leave me a comment of something or a question or anything, on the bottom of my homepage is also a comment section. That you can okay. fill out. Uh, but nothing is posted publicly unless I put it there myself. So nothing's automatically put up. So you, know, you don't have to worry about your personal information ever being out there. And one of my things I've always been real adamant about is if you report something, I will be in touch within 24 hours or less. I will okay. get back with that, you. That's fantastic. Yeah. And now, make I- sure the most important information you could possibly leave is some contact info a lot of people forget to leave me their email or 
a phone number and it's tricky to get in touch. And so you, the main things. Uh, and, and William, you mentioned you had a YouTube channel. Uh, do you want to talk about that or do you have a link for that on the bottom of your website? It's also at the bottom of the website. There's not much on it at the moment. Uh, mainly what I do with it is since I'm not on every podcast, which is Paranormal Road, which you can find on uh, Podbean and Odyssey One has it. And <clears throat> Oh, it's on every, I, I found it on Spotify too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty it's much a, everywhere. And any uh, podcast that I'm directly on myself, I will upload the entire podcast to my uh, YouTube channel. Okay. That way right. keep everything kind of cataloged or any other podcast that I might be on, like this one here or the Ohio mysteries. Mm -hmm. I put all those on there as well. That's uh, awesome. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. So, well, William, thanks for joining us tonight. And, uh, I'll, we'll, you know, uh, we'll be looking forward. We'll, we'll check in with you periodically and see uh, see if anything new comes across your uh, uh, desk or or in your inbox there about uh, some potential UFO sightings in the state of Ohio and uh, or anywhere I guess around the world since you are investigating them everywhere. And I definitely, if you run into somebody that gives you some water, some money that's unexpected. Uh, we want to hear about that story because I'm pretty sure it's a ghost. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, but thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you again. And, and everybody out there, get a hold of William. He's your man. If you've, uh, if you've got something that you've seen in the night sky or in the day, daytime, and you can't explain it, I have a feeling William's going to figure out what it is. So my <laughs> I have no doubt. So oh, yeah. thanks. Thanks William for joining us. And, uh, we're, uh, I'm looking forward to the next time we get to talk to you. Thanks. It, it was my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. All right, everybody have a good night. Good morning, whatever it is. And, uh, we'll talk to you later. Absolutely. You take care. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at from the shadows podcast GoDaddySites.com or contribute to our Facebook discussion page called After the Shadows and tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from Thank you for joining us and we look forward to hearing from you all Until next time Never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>
Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Superbeats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.